Hey, dear saints, you're listening to Preaching Christ Crucified on Double-Edged Sword. Sermons from Pastor Kilgo, preached at Redeemer Lutheran Church in Lawrence, Kansas. We pray that as you hear God's word, you would be strengthened in faith and love and rejoice in the joy of the Lord's promises and kindness. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, come and see. That's our theme for these Advent midweeks, Uh, taking their their words partially from our gospel text where Jesus tells the disciples when they ask where he's going to stay to come and see. And for us then, as we'll meditate on these four Advent midweek services, there is a, a exhortation for us and from us. There is an exhortation for us, for us also to come and see, to come and see Jesus, who is the Messiah, who is the one who is for us and not against us, and also an exhortation from us to those around to do the same, to come and see Jesus. Today, we meditate particularly uh, on St. Andrew, at least at, at first. This is, in fact, if you don't know, this is the festival in the church's life of St. Andrew the Apostle. Uh, Every year on this date, on November 30th, the church celebrates St. Andrew, and this particular text comes with that of St. Andrew going from being John's disciple to Jesus' disciple and being the one who, in fact, uh, tells Peter about the whole thing. It's quite wonderful that Peter, the great apostle, is made an apostle first and foremost because his brother comes and tells him, come and see Jesus. Now, there is an interesting thing that comes along with this. He he makes this this statement, Peter. We have found the Messiah, the Christ, the anointed one, the one that we've been waiting for. It's a little bit odd. Um, You you get this joke every now and then. We were were watching a movie the other day, and this came up, and someone asked, you know, have you found Jesus? And and the guy said, well, I didn't know he was missing. This is kind of the joke that goes along with this. But in the background of this is the fact that Jesus... Uh, has been the one that's been prophesied. All throughout the Old Testament, there is this, this waiting for Jesus to show up over and over and over, ever since the promise in Genesis 3 that God gives to Eve that her seed will crush the seed of the serpent. And so ever since then, every single generation is waiting for the Messiah the anointed one, the one who's promised from of old to show up. And so finally, now he's here in the flesh. There's Jesus. And so Andrew rightly goes to his brother Peter and says, we found the Messiah. Now the irony of this is that they didn't find anyone. One, they were pointed to him by St. John the Baptist. That That's particularly important. The only reason they know that this is the Messiah is because John, with his outstretched finger, is pointing at Jesus and saying, Behold, look, the Lamb of God. Look, right there is the Messiah. That's why they know who it is. But also, Jesus, more importantly, has found them and all of us. That's what Jesus is always doing. He is the shepherd who seeks out his sheep. That's for us, and that's also for Andrew. 
So he's a little bit backwards, but we can, we can forgive him for that, just like we get it a little bit backwards. But at the end of the day, what's going on here that we need to remember is that we are, as Luther reminds us, beggars, showing other beggars where we found bread. Not that like the bread itself is some great revelation, but we know where the gift is. We know where the important thing is. We know where Jesus is and where he is particularly for us. We should remember this, that Jesus is always there. Jesus is with us. We go in the mountains. Jesus is with us uh, as we're driving along on the road. Jesus is always with us, but that doesn't necessarily make that a good thing. God is always present with us, but that's not yet a good and comforting thing. Our psalm at the beginning of the service makes this note that even if I should go to Sheol, there you are. Sheol is the depths, hell. That even if I were to go to hell, God, who is omnipresent, present in all places at all times, he's there too. That doesn't mean that we want to go to hell. And in fact, is what we're trying to not do, generally. The reminder then is that we need God to be there for us and not against us. And this is particularly Jesus then. That here is God, but here is God for us. And so while Jesus is with you in the mountains and Jesus is with you on the road, he's not there for you, for the forgiveness of your sins. That's what he's doing here. And that's what we point people to as beggars, showing other beggars where we find bread. We tell our neighbors and our family and everybody around us to come and see. We do the same thing that Jesus did for Andrew that Andrew does for Peter, that somebody along the way has done for you. The reason why any of us are in here to begin with, that we are Christians, is somebody has pointed out Jesus and said, behold the Lamb of God, come and see. That might have been done from our infancy, but nevertheless, that was done. And with this, this is our kind of theme for tonight, the Lord gives us eyes to see. He tells us to come and behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, but he needs to open our eyes to do that. And those, are give, those, those eye-opened eyes of faith are given to us through God's word, through our hearing. That's Paul's point in Romans. That he lists off this whole great promise that um, everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved, but how are they to call on him in whom they have not heard? How are they to believe in him? How are they to call on him in whom they have not believed? How are they to believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? How are they to preach unless someone is sent? So God does all this great work of sending preachers and sending his word for this sole purpose that we would hear God's word, that our eyes would be opened through that word, and that our lips would be open along with them, and we would confess and believe. But it starts with God's word. And that word comes along and it tells us two particularly important things. It tells us our sin, first and foremost. It tells us our sin. That is what Ezekiel is doing for the people. The Lord tells him, go and warn the people. Tell them of their sin. Tell the wicked to turn from his ways and tell the righteous man to not turn into wickedness. That is the preaching of the law and that is important for us. And that opens our eyes to see who we actually are in the sight of God. It opens our eyes to see that we are, in fact, poor, miserable sinners, as we confessed at the beginning of the service. As those aren't just throwaway words. Those are the reality. 
But also, the Lord preaches to us another thing. He opens our eyes to another wonderful reality, and that is of who the Messiah is, who Jesus is. And this is something that is only seen by faith. Over and over and over, people throughout Jesus' earthly ministry, they see Jesus, and all they see is a carpenter. All they see is some guy from Nazareth, some rabbi, whatever it might be. In fact, uh, Nathaniel infamously makes this comment, can anything good come out of Nazareth? That, that's all you see if you are only seeing with the naked eye. But by faith, you see something very different. You see the King of Kings. You see the Lord of Lords. You see the Messiah. You see God himself who has come into the flesh. You see, as John points out, the Lamb of God, who is there for a very particular purpose, to take away the sins of the world. And so Jesus gives us this exhortation, come and see. Come and see me, Jesus, who is for you. Come and see me, Jesus, who is there for you in my word, opening your eyes and your ears and your heart and every other aspect of you. Come and see me, Jesus, who is there for you in the waters of your baptism, clothing you with righteousness and purity. Come and see me, Jesus, who is at the altar, in the bread and the wine, in his body and his blood, for your forgiveness, that you would be made holy and his and inherit eternal life. And that call then that echoes into our ears, echoes back out of our mouth. And we go and we tell our friends and our family, and our neighbors, our co-workers, our co-students, whoever might be around us that the Lord has placed into our lives. And we tell them what's been told to us. Come and see. Behold, the Lamb of God who's for you. Not the Lamb who's for somebody else. Not God who's angry with you. But the merciful Lord. The one who's bearing your sins upon his back. The one who's shedding his blood for you. The one who's rising for you. And the one who's coming back for you. The one who is promising to you eternal life. I am a beggar, so are you, and here's the bread. That's what we say. That's what's been told to us. That's what we say to others. We point with John. We stretch out our hand and we point away from ourselves because we don't have anything to offer. And we point instead to the altar, to the font, to the lectern, to the pulpit. And we say, as we sang, Behold the Lamb of God who bears the world's transgression, whose sacrifice removes the devil's dead oppression. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away our sin, who for our peace and joy has full atonement won. In the name of Jesus, amen. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to Preaching Christ Crucified on Double-Edged Sword, sermons by Pastor Kilgo at Redeemer Lutheran Church in Lawrence, Kansas. We'd like to invite you to join us for church, Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We also have Bible study at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings and at other times throughout the week. Please visit our website at redeemer-lawrence.org for more information. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.